0: I'm not sure how many of you remember this story from Toronto, this tragedy from Toronto. Um, this week marks the anniversary of the death of four-year-old Kira Kagan in Toronto. She and her father died after falling from a cliff in a conservation area in Milton, uh, outside the city. Kira's cause of death officially remains undetermined. A domestic violence death review committee is still reviewing the case. Her mother, though, believes that her former husband, Robin Brown, Kira's father, murdered their daughter as an act of revenge. She is now embarked on a mission to honor Kira's memory. A law in her name would see judges provided with more education on intimate partner violence and coercive control. To explain and to talk a bit about Kira's law, joining me now is Kira's mom, Jennifer Kagan Vieter, and her husband, Philip Vieader. Thanks for being here tonight.
1: Thank, Thank you. you.
0: And my heart goes out to you obviously this week. I know this must have been a, a difficult one. They all must be difficult, but this one as well. Thank you. I did want to start, though, with what had been a positive development this week on the two-year anniversary, which is a private member's bill introduced in Ottawa, inspired by your championing of a law in Kira's memory. And it deals with how judges are educated and what changes would it make and what positive impact would it have?
2: Absolutely. So Kira's law is about judicial education on intimate partner violence and coercive control. It would require judges to undergo education and training on intimate partner violence and coercive control, which would have a huge impact in the family
0: court system. If we go back in time, how would that have helped you?
2: So it would have made a considerable difference for Kira. You know, Kira, my daughter, was killed by her biological father after the family court system put her into unsafe contact with him. He had a history of domestic violence and coercive control, and a judge said that it's not relevant to parenting, and he was going to ignore it. And ultimately, Kira was murdered in an act of revenge filicide. You know, the, the judge did not have education in domestic violence. Uh, he did not understand these patterns of behavior. And Kira was put into contact with a very dangerous
1: individual. And I, I think a lot of people uh, who I speak to, uh, even as a lawyer myself, are, are quite shocked to learn that um, you don't always get a family law specialist as a judge uh, who presides over your case and determines the fate of, of your child or children. Um, sometimes you may get a, a labor uh, lawyer, such as what, unfortunately, uh, Jennifer got. Sometimes you may get a personal injury lawyer. And even if you get a family law specialist, um, everyone has different backgrounds. Some have dealt with uh, intimate partner violence, some, some haven't. So by mandating this type of training, we're trying to really uh, establish um, uh, education around what it looks like in the year 2022 and to dispel the notions, especially that, you know, it's not anymore that that guy who had too, too many beers and hit his wife. Um, at this stage, uh, it's a lot more complex with the course of controlling behavior, and we think judges really need to be mindful uh, of that, and especially to know how it impacts uh, parenting schedule.
0: Because I would imagine there are a lot of the listeners out there would be surprised to know that in a case where there were allegations of domestic abuse, that, that this was not taken into consideration when it came to the right of a parent to see their child. That Kira's safety, at the end of the day, wasn't really taken into consideration, if I can put it that bluntly.
1: So I I think one of the the biggest issues is um, there is right now a very pro-contact culture in the court system. And that's not necessarily a a negative thing, except that in cases of intimate partner violence and coercive control, you have to balance the contact with the dangers and risks of the uh, abused spouse and the child. And right now, we don't think that that's being properly taken into account. And certainly in the case of very dangerous and
2: you know, very serious predators that the contact needs to be supervised. And that's rarely offered in the current family law culture.
0: Kira's law itself, though, would offer some protections, at least allow judges to better understand the nuances and the complexities of domestic violence, especially in a custody case where there is a potential that the child may be harmed. Absolutely. What what are this what would it do specifically? Um to better educate judges?
1: Well, there's, there's a couple areas uh, to to the bill. Uh, one is a mandated training for new judges uh, that'll have to undertake to to train and uh, to learn about the issues of intimate partner violence and coercive control. And the other aspect is to ensure that the the, the training that judges have available to them already Um, that it will encompass uh, training on domestic violence or intimate partner violence and course of control. Because right now, it's not necessarily available to all the judges, even if they sought it out.
0: There were many red flags, I gather, in this case. How would that training have helped? Um, or, Or how would those red flags, what needs to be done to make sure that red flags like that are noticed?
2: Absolutely. So there's a whole body of literature around domestic violence and domestic homicide that uh, is not being considered, you know, judges need to understand child abuse and the manifestations of this post separation abuse on the child so that when you have somebody who's been escalating, like Mr. Brown, and, you know, getting worse and worse, and is admonished by the court repeatedly, um, that, you know, action is taken, and the child is protected.
1: And, and I think, you know, some of your viewers may not even know this, but Mr. Brown, even after the trial, was warned by three different judges that if his behavior continues, um, his access will be curtailed. And in fact, one judge actually reduced his access more recently prior to the murder. And then what actually ended up happening was we were set to return to the court uh, for a judge to determine if his access should be suspended. And it was just prior to that return appearance um, that uh, they were found dead in the bottom of a cliff.
0: I can't even imagine the sense of helplessness, though, because by all legal rights, you, you had to have her, you, you had, she had, your, the father had a legal right to see her, right?
1: Well, I'm definitely going to let Jennifer comment on this as well, um, but I will I will add, and I would be remiss if I didn't add, that we had an investigation ongoing by the Jewish Family and Child Services and the judge actually empowered them uh, with making the decision um, if Kira was in danger. They had actually determined and found and told us that the father, Mr. Brown, was displaying behavior consistent with someone who would harm or kill his own child. And she had told us this on the Friday and he had killed her on the Sunday. So um, there, there are just a lot of aspects, uh, to this. I'm just going to let Jennifer, uh, talk a little bit because sense of helplessness
2: is absolutely profound. I mean, my hands were tied. Um, you know, I was not permitted to protect my daughter and as a mother or a loving father, I mean, that is, there is no worse, uh, ill that you can possibly impose on on a parent. I was, you know, screaming from the rooftops, like, please help me. And, you know, it was like, it was on deaf ears, you know, going back to court and, you know, back and back to court and, you know, begging and pleading the child protection workers. And, you know, that leaves a lasting impact. Um, you know, there are, um, you know, other other people in this situation. And it's, uh, it's really for them that we are speaking out about this, because there is no greater sense of helplessness as that, uh, you know as for me as a mother then not being able to protect my own my own child and to actually be punished when i try to do that to be told well you know, uh, you know, you're not uh, facilitating relationship with with the other parent when I'm simply expressing concerns about abuse and violence towards me, Uh, you know, knowing this man was a very dangerous perpetrator. Um, You know, it's just I think it's uh, unfathomable to most people. But this is the reality that, you know, that
1: I've lived and that Kira lived. The, The problem is, and I apologize, but the problem is we were really handcuffed. Because we're effectively directed to follow what the Jewish Family and Child Services were directing us to do. And so we were effectively directed to hand over Kira. And even though they found that there was a danger, they didn't act. And so, you know, as a parent, when you know that your child is going into an unsafe situation, and you're being forced to, it's, it's just, it's very traumatizing.
0: I'm back with Jennifer Kagan Vieter and her husband, Philip Vieter. We're talking about the two-year anniversary of the death of their daughter, her daughter, um, Kira Kagan, and the work that she's done since, that they've done since, to try and uh, champion something called Kira's Law, which would educate judges uh, in custody cases about, or all judges, about uh, about domestic violence, the nuances of domestic violence. Tell me a bit about, about again, about, about Kira's Law and, and, and the work that you've done, how you decided that that would be the right avenue to champion um, and to honor her as well.
1: Well, first, I, I do want to comment and acknowledge Jennifer has been a tireless advocate in this area, and she's been, quite frankly, an inspiration to, to many people who have reached out to us um, talking about how strong she is, and and me as her husband, I'm just really proud of the work that she's done in this area. Jen, do you wanna? No, maybe?
2: I mean, I mean, really, it's it's about um, child. You know, Kira's law is about child protection and child safety, and you know, ensuring that this, you know, does not happen to other children, that, you know, the safety of kids is at the forefront. And that's really what, you know, we want that that legacy to be for Kira that, you know, she's obviously not here to, you know, to see this, but, you know, there are many other children at risk, children who are being abused, traumatized in situations of violence. And instead of empowering, you know, the, the abusers and the perpetrators, you know, the court should be protecting these kids. And, That's really what we're hoping uh, Kira's Law is going to be about. And it also opens up a conversation, right, around not only the lack of education, but kind of the broader culture around domestic violence and that you know, uh, victims of violence should not be ashamed to come forward that, you know, that, that, um, you know, that there are going to be decisions that are made um, in the best interest of victims and children instead of punishing um, those who have been, you know, abused for for even coming forward in the first place.
1: Yeah, one of the the scariest things in family law, uh, for those who don't know, I am a family law lawyer myself, but one of the scariest things are when you're before a judge who may not be as informed as, as they ought to be about intimate partner violence, and you're explaining the violence, and it may not be physical in nature, um, and a judge dismisses it, all that judge has now done is empowered that abuser to continue the abuse almost in perpetuity. And that's a situation that we really think that the training and education uh, can, can help, um, because these victims are actually being re-victimized by the system and even post the system um, just because the abuse isn't being recognized for what it is.
2: And there's a lot of you know, stereotypes and um, harmful kind of terminology that is utilized in you know, this label of high conflict, which was certainly applied in our case quite erroneously, you know, domestic violence cases are very different. Um, so you know, this has to be about kind of changing the broader culture in the context of domestic violence cases, which are distinctly different.
0: I mean, certainly, I think listeners would think that if if you had a family lawyer in the family on your side that that you would that this would be avoidable. I mean, in some senses, when one looks at you as as from as an outsider, you would think, "Oh, there's no way that the court system, there's no way that the court system wouldn't treat them fairly because they know what you know, they have inside knowledge." But it seems like it didn't, just didn't work. So if it happened to you, it could happen to anybody.
1: Well, I'll, I'll expand on that a little bit, um, and it's actually it, it's a little worse than that. We had such an extreme case. There were some 53 court orders against Mr. Brown, chastising him order after order after order and non-compliance with court orders. And the list goes on and on and on. And even in that extreme case, and in such an obvious case, the system failed. So if it failed in such an extreme case, then you could only imagine what it's doing in even less extreme cases but those children and abuse, abuse victims need protection just the same. And it may not be as, as significant. It may not end up in, in a, in a murder like ours, but even, even in the smaller cases um, they still need that protection. So if it failed in our case, then it's failing in many other cases that are going under the radar. And that's really why we're speaking out about this today.
0: For listeners who didn't know Kira Kagan um what would you like them to know about your daughter and and now this law that you've that you're championing in her memory
2: kira was a sweet innocent little 4-year-old girl who loved life and should have had a full life ahead of her um you know she wanted to change the world she had a t-shirt that she loved to wear uh, that said i'm going to change the world and you know kira's not here to see this and you know she she you know Obviously, that makes me quite emotional as her mother. We want Kira's legacy to be around child protection and around, um, you know, child safety and not putting children into unsafe situations um, and judges uh, and child protection taking action in the case of a situation of domestic violence and um, ensuring that children are safe.
0: And is this has championing this law? How has it helped you? How has it helped you over the last while to try and find somewhere to put all that grief and energy and pain and, and so forth?
2: I I, I see a problem in, in the system and, you know, there are so many others at risk. So really it's with uh, those, you know, others in mind that we're going about this. Um, You know, Kira is, like I say, not here to, to, to see this. So um, it's, you know, it's um, like, I, what I, what I experience is, is, you know, that pain does not go away the, the grief and, you know, everything that I've been through, but um, you know, we need to look at societally this, this issue and what can we do to
1: uh, to change things? You know, I'll, I'll tell you, it, it's, it, it's difficult to bear the type of grief and do this type of, of advocacy work to, to really get this message out there, but, you know, and without trying to sound dramatic, we are trying to bear the grief so that others don't have to.
2: We don't want anybody else to go through this. Um, You know, in the United States, uh, since 2008, uh, the statistic is about eight, over 800 children have been killed by a divorcing or separating parent, according to the Center for Judicial Excellence. And, you know, filicide is very... (laughs) it's very real. And so I think it's, it's incomprehensible to people that a parent would harm a child, but these things do happen and, you know, the risk factors need to be taken into account.
0: Jennifer Kagan, Vieter and Philip Vieter thank you so much for your time tonight. And again, my heart goes out to you this week um, and all the best of success with, uh, with Kira's Law as it goes, as it goes forward.
2: Thank Thank you you very much.